spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy. All right, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Welcome to the program. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. I'm Barry Marks, and that's Susan Monday. We're sitting in. Thanks for being here. Coming up at 315, the Attorney General, Mark Burnovich, is going to be here. We're going to give you the absolute latest on what the Supreme Court just did regarding Title 42 and Arizona. So we'll have that for you here in just about 10 minutes. Keep it tuned to KTAR. And uh, Susan, this is uh, this is interesting. Uh, not necessarily in a good way. Let me first just mention um, Arizona just made a number one in the country. Um, not a great way. Uh, we are now the number one state. We have the most COVID-related deaths per capita than anyone else in the country. Wow. Yeah, not good. We surpassed Mississippi, uh, which whenever you pass Mississippi, you're not. That's, it's rarely a good thing. Not, you don't get bragging rights no. for that, right? Yeah, it's not. It's not a good thing. So, uh, but we saw that. But really, what's really interesting to me now is is the uh, what we're seeing from a lot of people is the hesitancy to get any vaccine, not COVID. Forget COVID. Right. But we're talking about vaccines that we've all been taking and giving to our kids for decades and decades, measles, mumps, rubella, rubella. Um, you know, the polio vaccine, vaccines that have been, that have been, we, we almost wiped these things out and now they're coming back. They're making a comeback. Yeah. I don't. I'm not familiar with what the ruling would be in Arizona schools, but uh, is it is it a federal mandate that in order to go to a public school you have to get those vaccines? No, it's generally a state by state uh, okay. issue, and and uh, and and really it can be a school district by school district issue. But that was going on for a long time in Arizona. There were always ways to opt out. You could opt out for religious, religious reasons, reasons, and, and right. even just because the parents didn't like it. But we didn't see that very often. Uh, but it feels like now uh, we're seeing this uh, here and and around the country. Country, we're starting to see, um, uh, frankly, we're starting to see some scary stuff where, where people aren't getting their kids vaccines. Yeah, they talked about in this article um, the, the fact that uh, there were 82 children infected with measles and they were old enough to get the shots, but their parents chose not to do so. So uh, 82 kids, that's a lot of kids to get the measles and then they spread it to other kids. Yeah, and this this particular, uh, we're, we'll play here, this, it's going on in Ohio. Yes. Health authorities are tracking a measles outbreak growing in central Ohio tonight. At least 63 children are being treated for measles. More than two dozen hospitalized already. Most cases are under the age of five. None of the children fully vaccinated. All happening, of course, at the same time the state is responding to surges of flu, COVID, and RSV. Yeah, we have that here in Arizona, too. We have absolute huge surges of COVID and flu and RSV. Um, but the scary part here, and see, people think it's like nothing for these kids to get the measles, uh, but kids are in the hospital. People die. Kids die yeah. from the measles. I mean, it, you've heard about, like, was it was measles parties or chicken pox yeah. parties. You'd have all the kids in the neighborhood come over and infect them just so they would get it. Right. All Ch- at the same chicken time. Chicken pox, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I'll tell you, there, there's some danger, but what, what what alarms me um, is that we aren't that far off from really almost wiping this out. The measles was not something we even saw in the United States right. anymore for decades mm-hmm. and, and months. And now it's back. And the reason it's back is people aren't utilizing the available science that we have. There's no question. These, these vaccines are safe. There's no problem with these vaccines. It's been decades, decades in the making. And, and they're safe. And now, Susan, because people, everybody thinks they're smarter than their doctor. They think they're smarter than the experts. They read an article somewhere, did their investigation. Too much information. Yeah. And I'm not talking about COVID right now, but these folks are, it used to be, um, it, before COVID, the folks who wouldn't get their, their kids the vaccines were the, the ultra left, right? The folks, the super liberals in San Francisco and Berkeley, they didn't, they were, they knew better than everybody. And now what we're seeing, that, and this is what's going on in Ohio. The it's, regular folk. It's, well, it's the Republicans. The Republican right. parents are saying they're, now they don't want to get vaccines for their own Period. kids. Period. Yeah. Period. And it's, 
it, it just doesn't make any so sense. So it's it's uh, distrust of the government, I, I guess, or just just distrust of science, distrust of technology. I mean, what's left? Or what's next? Are we going to start? Are we going to start taking a horse and buggy to work now? I mean, I mean we don't like cars. What, I mean, back next? back in when I was growing up, I mean, you didn't question what you were told to do by a doctor, but people question their doctors now, I, Barry, and I, don't, I really don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. I, I don't think that's a problem, is you should question your doctor, but you have to recognize that your doctor knows more than you do about medicine. You can get different sources, you can get a second opinion, You can. we all have more information at our fingertips now, but it's it, we don't know the same thing. We haven't gone through the schooling, we don't have the same education. The problem now is everybody thinks they're an expert on everything, because they read one article. But do you think it has anything to do with the fact, like, I did get two vaccines COVID. And I also got COVID. And and so you, you, you saw the president get multiple vaccines, right? And he got COVID. Yeah. He got COVID multiple well, times. The- so maybe parents are thinking, well, why do I want to infect my child yeah. with these vaccines when they don't necessarily work? Well, at least they- the COVID one day. They, they work for immunization and making it less likely to get it, but it, 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 maybe the word vaccine wasn't the right, right word to use. Because with the measles vaccine, mumps, I mean the MMR, that's what we always called MMR, it, right. polio. You got that vaccine, you didn't get it. It, right. it was it was incredibly, incredibly effective. COVID was a different thing. COVID obviously it, it might have reduced your chances of getting it, but what it really did is reduce your chance of getting it bad. It reduced the risk of death, which we're now seeing in Arizona being the number one death mm-hmm. state for COVID in the country. It reduced the risk of you having to go to the hospital when you get COVID. So it, maybe we should have called it something else uh, as opposed to a vaccine. Uh, but the fact is, it yeah. works. but I agree. I'm not saying people shouldn't question their doctors. I'm not saying don't ask questions. I'm saying we all think we're experts at everything now. I, I see this with the law. I'm on Twitter at Barry Markson one and I'm, I'm tweeting about legal things and people respond to me because they, like, they're the expert. And I'm looking at them like, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't say that, but it's, it's really, everybody thinks they're an expert in everything now mm-hmm. because they read an article. It's, it's incredible. Well, you know, in this day and age, there's so much information out there, fake information as well as, as factual information. But when I was growing up, when you were growing up, that wasn't available to us. Right. So we did trust our government and we did yeah. trust our doctors. And, and for the, not saying that you do that all the time, but for the most part, that worked out OK. It did. I, I, I never got the measles, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, that's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Markson. Uh, coming up, Becky Lynn standing by. We're going to get you a news update. And then Attorney General Mark Brnovich is going to join us. We're going to get the absolute latest on the Supreme Court's ruling today regarding Title 42. Stay with us. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, 2 till 6. All right, welcome back, everybody. Barry Marks and Susan Monday with you. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, we are going to be joined here in just a moment. Attorney General Mark Burnovich is with us. The Supreme Court today, uh, let me give you a quick background. Uh, Arizona, uh, through Attorney General Burnovich and 18 other states, they filed a request with the Supreme Court for a stay of the expiration of Title 42. You remember Title 42 was in putting in place by the Trump administration during COVID uh, to keep people from coming into the country during the amnesty period because we didn't want uh, folks who might be bringing COVID into the country. Uh, it worked. 2.5 million people stayed out, uh, but it was set to expire a couple of days ago. Joining us right now, it's Mark Burnovich, the Attorney General of Arizona. Mark, welcome Barry. to the program. Thank you, Barry, for having me on. All right. Well, let me ask you, I know you, you led the state, a coalition of 19 states that filed this request uh, with the Supreme Court. What, what happened today? What was the court's ruling? 
Yeah, I was very proud to lead this charge. Uh, as you know, and you're a lawyer, the case is entitled Arizona v. Mayorkas because we had to step up once again to try to get Joe Biden to uh, protect our southern borders because he's refusing to do so. So in a nutshell, basically the U.S. Supreme Court said that Title 42 will remain in place and the states, states like Arizona, can intervene to defend their interests to make sure that we get a, a fair shake, a fair argument in the federal courts. All right, Attorney General Mark Burnovich joining us here on KTAR. So, so let me just ask you, it, it appears to me it's an interesting stay that the court says that the stay itself does not prevent the federal government from taking any action with respect to Title 42. Does that mean they can still let it expire while the court deals with the issue of whether or not states can intervene here? That's not the way I read the decision. I think that if you if you read the decision, clearly they've ordered yeah. expedited briefing. It's going to be on the February calendar, which means it'll probably be argued the first week in March. And, I mean, I think any district court or appellate court, after reading that decision, will realize that the U.S. Supreme Court granted the ability of the states to intervene, and they made sure that uh, we have a right to be heard before any courts um decide to lift Title 42. So uh, I think it's going to stay in place. And I think that even the Biden administration realizes that what they have done is not only insane, it's unconstitutional, and it's bad policy. And that's why, you know, obviously we went into federal court and why I think they would be wise not to rescind it at this time. Mark, this is Susan Monday. Couldn't Arizona and the other 18 states have made the case for the fact that uh, we have RSV and now the measles, mumps, and all these things running rampant in the country? And that was why uh, Title 42 was originally put in place to not allow people to come across the border who might bring, you know, disease into the country. Can't Isn't that a valid reason to keep them out? What, what, what well, we have I- going on now? Well, I, I think as a matter of policy, yes, you're correct. But remember, you know, because this is litigation and we're, we're at the Supreme Court, the issue was how Joe Biden rescinded Title 42 right. and whether he did it in a legal manner. So what the states have essentially argued is that under the Administrative Procedures Act, the states have an interest in ensuring um, that the Biden administration doesn't unilaterally rescind Title 42, uh, So, uh, which was used related to, you know, COVID. So, yes, that, that's, that's a good argument. And for us, we're happy that the court, the Supreme Court, is now letting the states come in and make our case the why Joe Biden cannot rescind Title 42 at this time. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich with us here on KTAR. Um, so, Mark, let me ask you, you're, you're in office here for another week or so. Um, we have a new yeah. attorney general coming in. Uh, ha- have you discussed this with Chris Mays at all? Do you have any concern that she may remove or, or remove Arizona from this this suit, this case? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the next administration is going to do. And as you know, Barry, there is currently a recount going on. And, you know, unfortunately, because of all the litigation and the recounts, um, you know, it, it's led to some uncertainty as to, to what may or may not happen. Um, I do know, though, if the new the next attorney general does drop out because there are other states involved, the lawsuit right. will go on. So, for example, Louisiana has partnered with us. They've helped lead this. Uh, a lot of our lawsuits related to illegal immigration. So I'm sure Jeff Landry and Louisiana will step up if for some reason uh, Arizona drops out. But our intention is I, I'm going to keep doing my job until the very end. As you know, Barry, you know, whether it's been on immigration, whether it was suing Joe Biden over unconstitutional vaccine mandates, we have been 
engaged. We, I've used every tool in my toolbox. And just because there's a new administration, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until, you know, I'm no longer in office. Uh, Mark, let me ask you this. So what happens to the people at the board? I'm looking at, you know, TV screen right now uh, with uh, at, at, in El Paso, Texas. And, and how does the word get out to those who plan to come here in the new year? How do we stop it? Well, the good news is if Title 42 remains in place, that means, um, you know, the DHS will have that tool in their toolbox to use that to expel individuals and not let them make the asylum claims. That's one. Two, as you know, there's a broad reaching, you know, policy arguments that should be made as to what the Biden administration has not done to enforce current law when it comes to the border. So they've encouraged and they've incentivized, decriminalized people coming here. And that's one of the reasons why we're seeing this record amount of people coming here. So, you know, it is amazing that if you if you talk to people that are legally entering our country, you know, they know that Title 42 is presenting. That's why we're seeing these record, this record surge, and that's why we're seeing this record number of people at our southern border. And so once people know that the United States is serious about border security, once they know that Title 42 is not going to be rescinded, I think you'll see, um, you know, that surge go down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, is that these are record historical numbers. Since Joe Biden took office, more than 5 million people have illegally, enter- have illegally entered our country. We know the cartels are making record amount of profits. Um, and, and so it's unfair. It's unfair to anybody that has gone through the legal process and I know I'm a first generation American and people come to the United States because the rule of law means something. Institutions matter. And right now what we are seeing is anarchy and chaos at our southern border and the Biden administration empowering the cartels. And as a result of that, Arizonans are paying the price, not only when it comes to hospital care and education, but we're also paying the cost when it comes to a record amount of fentanyl and heroin pouring into this country and young people dying. Attorney General Mark Burnovich with us on KCR. Mark, real quick, what's the briefing schedule? Will there be oral argument on this? What did the court say? Yes, they, there will be briefing. They've expedited the briefing, and they said to set it for the February calendar, which means we very well could see this uh, argued um, the first week in March. Well, we appreciate the update. Uh, Attorney General Mark Burnovich, thanks for being with us, Mark, and uh, we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on this here on KTR. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. All right, there you have it. Our attorney general giving us the update. Arizona led the way. Title 42, there's a stay in place. Uh, His expectation is that uh, that Title 42 will remain the policy of the United States, at least until the Supreme Court hears this in February. Expedited briefing schedule. Usually this takes a long time. The parties now have a little bit of time to get a brief to the Supreme Court, and then they'll argue it in February. So that's uh, that's very fast. So we'll see how that plays out. But at least for right now, it looks like Title 42 remains in place. All right, that's Susan Monday. I'm Barry Marks, and in for Gatos and Chad. Coming up, we're holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn is here, and we're going to interrupt those headlines and uh, give some thoughts on it. That's up next. Stay with us. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR. On air. 92.3 FM. Online at KTAR.com. And streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic. Now. All right, it's that special time. We call it uh, holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn's got some headlines. We're going to break in. All right, here we go. Today, the Supreme Court decided to leave Title 42 in place after 19 states, including Arizona, petitioned for that. Many Americans may think former President Trump came up with a Title 42 immigration rule that used the pandemic to prevent asylum seekers from entering the U.S. However, 
that is not the case. Title 42 is a section of U.S. law that dates back to World War II. <laughs> it gives federal health officials the right to stop migrants from entering the U.S. if they might spread an infectious disease. Former President Trump dusted off the law, used it to help keep migrants out during the pandemic. Last spring, the CDC said it was no longer necessary, but a number of conservative states have tied it up in court. That's ABC's Andy Field. Yeah, this is uh, this is big news. Uh, the Supreme Court granted a stay from Arizona and 18 other states. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm reading the stay and it, what it actually says is the Biden administration can do anything they want uh, in the implementation or lack thereof of Title 42. The Supreme Court's looking at whether or not the issue they're going to address is whether or not the states have the right to, to question this. Um, but I think what Attorney General Mark Brnovich just told us is right, that it, it'd be unlikely for the Biden administration to ex- let it expire, given the Supreme Court's ruling. Well, they don't have plan B. No, there is no plan B. But as Becky Lynn just said, and this is the important part, it's really a health issue. It's it a is, health, and it's that's a health why issue. I brought that up about yeah. all the the but, health issues we have. Right, but that wasn't why it was put in place. It was just COVID, and COVID's not, if COVID's not an emergency anymore, if you're just looking at it that way, why would it stay in place? Sky Harbor, the baggage claims are full of hundreds of suitcases from canceled flights. And now Arizona U.S. Representative Ruben Gallego is looking for some answers. He wrote a letter to Southwest Airlines CEO Bob Jordan asking if they're going to be providing refunds for Arizonans affected by the cancellations and the delays at a time of high economic pressure. Yeah, this is uh, this is ugly what's going on there right now, Susan. I have this feeling, and I feel really bad for Southwest. I think they could possibly go bankrupt over this issue. Really? I do. They have to pay so many people out of this situation. Well, I think they'll refund some flights, but they'll be okay. They're, mm. they're a multi-billion dollar corporation. I hope they survive. I, I, I hope I, they do, too. I have flights booked on there, Susan. Don't, don't talk <laughs> about sorry. bankruptcy now. I, I need to keep going on Southwest. This is tough, though. If you're an Arizonan and you're out there, how bad is it? You check your luggage, your flight doesn't take off, you're sitting around waiting, and then you have to go, you have to, go to baggage claim, and you didn't even go anywhere. You're getting all <laughs> the worst parts of the airport all wrapped into one trip. Such a joy. KTAR, eyes on the economy. Some workers in Arizona are about to see an increase in pay. Starting in January, the state's minimum wage will increase to $13.85 an hour. That is more than a dollar increase. Valley economist Danny Cord explains why it's happening. When Arizona decided to increase their minimum wage to $12 an hour in 2020 and then set that to inflation, it was to make sure that those workers are able to purchase the same things they were the last year. Now, there are a few exceptions, including for workers who earn tips. Yeah, this, workers who earn, earn tips, they get $3 less per hour. I have to tell you, when I was a, a worker earning tips back in the day... You're making like 2 bucks an hour, Yeah, right? $2.35 yeah. Yeah. an hour yeah. plus tips, and I thought I was living high off the hog. It was fantastic. If you could give me ten fifty an hour and then, uh, and then tips, but I'd the, be doing But the great. restaurant industry is where there is the most pain because a lot of people haven't returned to that line of work. Well, that's true, although they're saying now that people are coming back. I think we had a lot of folks who took time off from work uh, because they were kind of living off the COVID checks and enjoying themselves and doing the things they want to do. At some point, you got to get back to making some money so you mm-hmm. can pay some bills. So I think we're starting to see that now. I, I Look, the, this is a big increase. I think it's going to hurt some employers. There's no question about that. But what we found when the increase first went into effect is that Arizona employers, because it, it affects everybody, so if it makes prices go up a little bit, okay. Uh, but Arizona employers, they'll survive. And what we end up with is a workforce who makes a little more money, and maybe they can survive a little bit better as well. And it's J.J. 
Arizona Cardinals defensive lineman J.J. Watt has announced he's retiring from the NFL. KTAR's Colton Krolak joins us live from the News Center with the details. The likely future first ballot Hall of Famer posted a photo on Twitter of his son and family with the caption, Koa's first ever NFL game, my last ever NFL home game. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury said this about Watt after Sunday's game. He's been tremendous, whether it's leading um, on the practice field, in the locker room, talking about the situation we're in and continue to play like he plays. It's definitely uh, motivating for the um, players and staff. J.J. Watt has spent two years with the Cards. He's had 111 and a half sacks, 580 tackles, and 27 forced fumbles over his illustrious 12-year career. Live in the News Center, Colton Krulak, KTAR News. Yeah, this is uh, this is big news. Uh, I yeah. mean, he didn't spend his, his prime years here in Arizona, but he's been a great addition to this team, uh, playing really well now, staying pretty much healthy this year, uh, and a bad year for the Cardinals. It's unfortunate. I think he came here partly because he saw where the Cardinals were going and wanted to be a part of a potentially championship team. Obviously, that's not happening. Uh, but J.J. Watt will always be remembered as a, as a great uh, por- a part well, of this team. you know, now he can go home and spend time with his family and his new baby. I well, think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no question about that. And, and look, 30 three years old. I mean, you pointed it out earlier. That's yeah. pretty young. Uh, but in, in football terms, that's a that's an old guy. He's, I know. he's got his 10 plus years in. Uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, probably has opportunities. He could do uh, he could do TV. He could do some endorsements. He can. He's already doing that. He can do a lot of different things. Um, I'm hoping he doesn't need the money. Good for him. Retire while you still have some health. We're holding up the headlines. Well, it's expected to be a soggy commute tomorrow morning here in the Valley. Jared Howell with the National Weather Service says a half to three quarters of an inch of rain is expected in the morning in some areas. Off and on showers through early afternoon Wednesday and then lingering clouds and perhaps some very, very light showers even into Wednesday evening, Wednesday night, and perhaps Thursday morning as well. Today, we're expecting the high to be around 73 degrees. Only 59 is expected tomorrow. I think we're getting paid back for the wonderful Christmas holiday that we had. We watched everybody else yep. suffer, and exactly. now we're going to suffer a little bit. It's going to rain on us a little bit, but that's that's all right. We can use the water, that's for sure, and a little snow up, up north, that's a good thing, too. Maybe some skiing, maybe a little melt later, it's a good thing, right? That's A, a little extra water is always good in the valley. Friends and family gathered today to honor the memory of Mark Fowle. He's a Glendale firefighter who died after a battle with brain cancer. Mark remained selfless even at the end. Mark made me and all he touched want to be better husbands, fathers, uncles, brothers, sons, and friends. Glendale firefighter Eric O'Hara says Fowle's name will be etched into the National Firefighters Memorial in Colorado. Fowle was also awarded the International Association of Firefighters Line of Duty Medal of Honor. That is the highest honor of firefighters fighter can receive. Wow, that's a that's a sad story. Unfortunately, you never like to hear about anybody having a, a dying young like that, and especially somebody that's given back so much to the community, uh, like a firefighter. But uh, it does it, it it just warms you to see the 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 attention it's given and how people pay attention to what the fire department does for their own. Game bands are going to be marching into the spotlight this week with performances at the Phoenix Zoo's Zoo Lights. The Wisconsin Badgers and Oklahoma State Cowboys bands will perform at the zoo on Monday at 7, and their football teams will face off in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl Tuesday. Then the TCU Horned Frogs and the Michigan Wolverines will take the stage on Thursday, followed by the Verbo Fiesta Bowl on Saturday. The performances begin at 7 and are included with Zoo Lights admissions. Kate Orta, KTR News. 
I do love a good marching band. I don't know about this event, but... <laughs> Who doesn't? Sometimes does a marching band make you want to cry when you hear them? No. It, I've heard several people say that. I kind of feel that way. It's like the swell of all the music. Yeah. Is that just, right? It's just kind of overwhelming. Wow. My dad used to always play John Philip Sousa in the house. It was, it was a little kind of... It was kind of weird, actually. <laughs> it didn't make me want to cry. <laughs> I think it has to be live. Maybe that's it. I really think it has it. to be live. That could be. All right. Thank you, Becky Lynn. And there you have it. Uh, holding up the headlines. We uh, interrupted a little bit, gave some thoughts there, Susan. That was fun. And uh, there is, it's amazing we have so much breaking news here in Arizona uh, right now between Christmas and New Year's. It yeah, doesn't usually happen. You're right. Uh, I, never a dull moment. Yeah. Uh, but between uh, what's going on with Kerry Lake, what's happening with Title 42, uh, you definitely want to keep it here on KTR as we bring that for you. Uh, and with Christmas and the holidays coming up, a lot of people in, in your house, maybe you're visiting other people or they're visiting you. Um, have you ever have you ever had the feeling, I just got to get out of here. I've got to get away. I need some quiet time. Have you had that feeling? Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks have that, not just on the holidays. They have it all mm-hmm. the time at home. It's well, uh, yeah, I need quiet time. How about you? Uh, yeah, I, I like I mean, a little quiet time, but I, I, you know, I'm definitely more of a, uh, I like having people around. I mean, that's... Uh, oh, you do? Yeah, as long as they just listen to me and don't talk, it works out. <laughs> so when you need quiet time, <laughs> where do you go to get it? Uh, I Well, right now we're empty nesters, so it's not all that hard. Uh, my, my wife, we, we just go in different rooms and we're fine. Okay, <laughs> but what about when you had the, the kids yeah, were in the I, house? I never really did that. I mean, I would go, I guess I'd, I'd go to do some work in front of the computer or something like that, but I, I didn't worry about that. I, I'm okay with the noise around that, but we'll, I know some folks, they need to get away. They need to really get away and from people in their own you, house. You'll never guess where they go to get their quiet time. All right, we're going to talk about that on the other side. Uh, stay with us. Becky Lynn's here with another update. We'll have that for you in the KTR News Center with breaking news. And then when we get back, we'll talk about that. Where do you go to hide when you need some, uh, some quiet time? I am a nature person. All right. Or I also like to go to the library. All right. We'll have that for you next. Stay with us. It's KTAR. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm Barry Marks, and that's Susan Monday. Thanks for being here. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. We're sitting in on this uh, week between Christmas and New Year's. And Susan, my goodness, there's so much going on. Tomorrow, by the way, Mark Tarbell is going to join us, the great Mark Tarbell. Uh, we're going to talk about New Year's Eve, talk about some champagne and some food and all the kind of stuff I like to talk about. You yeah, too. I do too. Yeah, so yeah. we'll have that for you. Uh, but this, uh, the, you know, we were talking about this. This, uh, this where, you go somewhere in your house to get away, basically, is, is a yeah. The issue, I, right? I mean, I do like my quiet time, but I'm I'm a single person. I don't have any kids, so I don't really have to worry about that so yeah. much. But when I do need quiet time, I usually go take a hike, and and ah. I, it helps me get my thoughts together. That's great. Yeah, because when you're in the house, for me, I I can be doing a million things, and when I take myself away from the house, it's just better. Yeah, but. This um, this study, they did a survey that most people go into the bathroom and sit <laughs> on the toilet, even if they don't have to go to the bathroom. Really? Yeah. So, and then how long do they stay in there when they do that? Well, they can stay up to like, you know, 30 minutes. 30 um, minutes yeah. just sitting in there pretending to go to the bathroom? Yeah, pretending, wow. yeah, exactly. I yeah. haven't, I've never, Byron's in there smiling, I think he does that, but I, I've never, I've never done that. Um, I will say, I, I, I am definitely, in a lot of guys are like this, we're going to, I don't want to talk about bathroom stuff too much, uh, but <laughs> I, but I'm, I do read when I go to the bathroom, so that's, that, I can end up in there for a See, little time. See, I don't while. do that. Really? That's like a man thing. Yeah, it is yeah, a guy thing. I don't do that. So maybe, My dad used to do that too. 
show. Maybe that's my getting away thing. I don't know, but it's uh. It, but, but you go into the bathroom expressly to read? No, I go you to the bathroom to go to the go bathroom. Go to the bathroom and then you read. Yeah, yeah. and nowadays it's on your phone, which is kind of gross. I know you get your phone in the bathroom. I but, know, but it's uh, it, yeah, it used to be you'd have uh, have to have reading material in there. You used back in the old days, you in the office, you would literally see a guy would get something like a newspaper and he'd walk it into the bathroom with him, and, and then he'd come out with the paper, and we'd be like, "What are you doing?" You can't bring it into the bathroom and then bring it back out to the lobby. That doesn't work. You bring it in the bathroom, it stays in the bathroom. That's it. But, uh, yeah, guys definitely do that. Uh, women, women, I don't think, do that. No, the more people there are in the house, the more frequently <laughs> it happens, too. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Parents with kids are three times as likely to seek refuge in the bathroom than childless single respondents. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, when you have young kids, if you need to, sometimes you do just need a, a couple of minutes of quiet, right? Because the kids just never want to stop. Um, they have boundless energy. And then they just pass out. <laughs> now, there's something with this survey that I find a little perplexing. It suggests that the average respondent needs between four and five hours of private time per day. That's a lot of private time. That's a ton of private time. How do they do that? I, I have no idea. To feel their best. <laughs> How about this one? Four. 77% still need that private time, even when they're hosting wow. family or friends in their house. Yeah. So do you ever feel that when you're having a party or you're having the family over, like many people do over the holidays, that, yeah. you, that like it's just getting too much and you've got to go away I, somewhere? I love uh, I love entertaining. What I, but I will tell you, there's always a point where I'm like, why are these people in my house? That, that always <laughs> happens. And I'm definitely, we, and I, I don't like house guests. I don't like being a house guest and I don't like house guests in my house. We, my kids the other day were saying, why don't we have a guest house? I'm like, why would we have a guest house? But it, Because you don't like having guests in your house. That's what my wife said. We don't, we don't like guests. Why would we have a guest house? That's like inviting people. Because it's separate from yeah, but, your house. But then they're going to stay with us. I have zero interest. Why in that. don't you see? You like you see you're a people person. Why don't you like having people in your house? Uh, because I like, your style? I like to wake up and and get up and go read what I want to do. And go, yeah, exactly. I don't. I, it's uncomfortable. Someone else is there. I got to make sure I'm putting on the right clothes and stuff. It's a whole thing. I don't want to deal with that. All the more reason to build a guest I, house. You go stay in a nice hotel. I'll give you the number. There's a couple of our hotels right mm-hmm. over here. You can go stay in. But have you ever though, when you've had like say people over for dinner or your family yeah. over for dinner, it became too much and you just left left it for uh, a while? Yeah, I think I've done away. that. I've, I've definitely done that where I just needed a second of quiet. I, I guess I have done that because we'll we just did Thanksgiving. We had 20 people at our house for Thanksgiving. Uh, we're about to do New Year's Eve. We're going to have 20, 23 people at our house for New Year's Eve. So we definitely do that. But I enjoy that generally. Um, it, it, it's Family is, is definitely, though, if you have a lot of family over extended family, people that you're not used to hanging out with, I would agree. There are times when you have to say... I need to get away from this for a few minutes. Um, But what is it about the bathroom that people use it as a safe haven? And do kids respect that? I guess you can lock the door, right? Yeah, you close the door and lock it. They can't get in. They can whine, but they can't get they in. They can whine, yeah. though. That? <laughs> but they can't get in. Uh, but it's, it, is, it is interesting. What was it? Th- five, four to five hours of quiet that's time a day? That's what it says. I, I, had to read it. I had to read it twice. To- Man. I don't even know don't how that's that possible. Much time. I guess I guess maybe you do have that in the morning when you wake up and you come home from. I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I'm married. I, my wife's not leaving me alone for that amount of time a day. There's <laughs> there's no there's no chance maybe, that's happening. Maybe when you come to work, it's your quiet time. That's my quiet. I come here and I talk. That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> it's quiet except yeah. for me. Yeah. Except for me breaking the quiet. It works out just perfectly. The one thing I do like to do in the bathroom though is I love to take long baths. Yeah, that's a nice qu- quiet time. There is something I never do. You don't? <laughs> no. Guys don't usually do it. 
No. If a guy tells me he takes to take a bath, I'm, it's high, he's highly suspect. That's yeah, yeah, that would yeah. that would be difficult. Yes, yeah, I've never understood the bath. I've never understood sitting in a a pool of your own warm dirt. I, I don't I don't understand <laughs> that. Like, how what is the attraction of that? It's like I'm showering, but I'm going to leave the dirt in here with me. I don't know. Usually, like <laughs> when it's really cold, I'll come home and I, mean, ha- and I know what you're saying. Yeah. I know. All right, and I get it if you're sitting in it, it's just like relaxing a jacuzzi. Very I, relaxing. I, I get that, but the cleaning thing when people used to take baths. Yeah. And that's they did before showers. Right. And you just sit in your, your own tepid waist. It's, it's like, it's, I don't understand that at all. How, how does that make you cleaner? I'm just not getting it. The, bubble, the bubbles. The bubble bath. <laughs> the bubbles. That's what it is. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, coming up. Yes. Uh, we're going to get an update uh, from Becky Lynn in the KTR News Center. And then uh, more breaking news here in Arizona. Carrie Lake, um, she lost her lawsuit uh, to change the outcome of the election. That's over. But there was a big issue that the court dealt with today, uh, the amount of sanctions, whether to sanction Carrie Lake and her attorneys uh, and the amount of those sanctions. That order is in now. We'll have the details for you and discuss that right after the news. That's Susan Monday over there. I'm Barry Markson. We're in for Gatos and Chad. Thanks for being with us, uh, everybody. Stay with us. It's KTAR.